And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a terrific week. A great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Andrew Donaldson. Always a great time talking to Andrew. And we had a very wide-ranging conversation from uh, Joe Biden and Burisma to the NBA Finals, <laughs> to the Trump indictment and government corruption and the 2024 primary. And we covered just about everything. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Andrew, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Andrew Donaldson. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Andrew Donaldson. Andrew, how you been, man? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Slow so, news day, so nothing to talk about. We can just talk music or, you know, turnips or hunting or something like that. Yeah, there's nothing turkey going calls on in the news. We haven't done a turkey call episode yet. We might have to work on that. I'll get to that later. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, actually, I'll bring up turkeys later because I hate those little things, man. Bluegills, maybe. We can do some bluegill fishing, you know, good old school stuff. It's a lot easier. Bluegills are a lot easier than turkeys. A lot more agreeable, I'd say. <laughs> But, I mean, man, there's nothing good going on. I mean, we have Donald Trump pleading not guilty to all 37 charges of mishandling classified documents. We have Chuck Grassley saying he has proof Joe Biden was taking bribes as vice president. Janet Yellen says there will be a decline in the dollar as reserve currency. It's a bunch of lighthearted topics. I don't know where... You know what? You know what? Never mind. Let's start with the NBA Finals. I haven't talked about that yet. We'll get into all that other stuff, but uh, I, I honest to God was watching the finals and I found my, I really like Denver. I like how Jokic plays. I've really, I, I really came to appreciate that team watching these finals. Me too. I was literally like, I need Miami to win so I don't have to talk about politics tomorrow. <laughs> like, can we stretch this out like two more days? Like, I know, I know they're not going to win the series, but let's just stretch this out a little more because, because now we don't have a respite, and then the, you know, we don't even have hockey to watch because that's ended now. Congratulations to Vegas, by the way. Like, like we're we're now in that sports thing. I mean, I know we got some training camp stuff going on for the NFL, but we're, this is the sports desert, and it's an election season, so we're just stuck with politics now. I honestly was watching the NBA Finals like, man, when this ends, I don't have a respite now. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. It was a great series, by the way. Congratulations, Denver. Wonderful city. Very happy for them. But it was, See, everybody was complaining about the Finals, but I thought they were awesome. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> like, Denver's ridiculous, obviously. It's old school, like eighties, nineties basketball. That's and why even, I liked it. And That's everybody how basketball looked when I play see the yeah. I, I appreciate the Warriors. I, I understand how great Steph Curry is. But the the bombing threes all the time, I haven't watched a lot of NBA basketball the last few years. I just don't I don't find it as compelling. I love watching Denver play. Oh yeah, that that's the kind of basketball I grew up watching in the '80s and '90s. It's it's a lot. I mean, it's it's evolved. They're bigger, faster, stronger, all that. Yeah, they still they shoot a lot more threes and stuff. But it it to my eyes and the way I grew up with basketball, that looks like what I want basketball to look like at a high level. Well, Game you know, Five was like a '90s playoff game. That was like God. a Bulls Jazz game. There was there... like ten minutes in the fourth quarter. There was that <laughs> yes. one sequence where yes. they were just 
there there was more people on the ground on both ends oh, of yeah. the court than standing up. Yeah, both teams decided to just lock in on defense at the same time. Yeah. And there was like four minutes where nobody scored. And I mean, they were football. just they were running the floor too. Like they were getting down there in a hurry and then they get a shot blocked and then come back and the ball would get stolen, go back another blocked shot. And it was like, I mean, there's more defense in that 10 minutes than in the entire oh, NBA I, season all year combined. I will learn not to tweet during ball games. Cause you always get burnt. Whatever you tweet will get. And I oh, yeah. just got done tweeting. I was pray. I was like, Good on the rest for swallowing the whistle. This is championship minutes in a championship <laughs> game. Let them play. And then the dude gets kicked right in the junk, and they call oh, that a foul, and I have I to go. Know. I retract all my – but yeah. there for about 10 minutes, I was like, this is good. The rest are swallowing the whistle. Nobody can hit a shot to save their freaking lives, so they're just going to beat each other up. I like this. Let's watch this. This is compelling. And then it, set, and then it settled down in the last uh, – what, the last eight minutes was fantastic. Oh, yeah, man. You know, Butler started hitting – I think he scored like 11 points in a row at one point trying to bring him back. Missed the last shot, but like he – he was just gassed because he's been fighting six ten guys for five straight games. He just they're all six ten, man. Jokic is huge, and then Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. They're both like six ten. There's ridiculous. a bunch of monsters, man. Yeah, and and the 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 best thing about Jokic is he doesn't jump. No, he just has like but, a set shot. Like, like he, there's no he, he jump shot at all. He's he's white man can't jump, but he's seven one, so nobody notices. But he's the world's biggest point guard. It's hilarious. It's. Like, I'm old enough. I remember young Shaq. Shaq would do that. He'd grab a rebound and then run the floor. People forget that because, you know, he got old and fat. But, like, I hadn't seen that since young Shaq, somebody that does that kind of stuff. But he never had that. Shaq could pass. He wasn't a bad passer, but he didn't. no, he's a great passer. But nowhere near the level of Jokic. Jokic looks like John Stockton out there, man. Like, no look behind the back. It's like, come on, The skill level, the intelligence. You know, my favorite thing of that, when they won the title— like the and the, the shot clock. Did you see what he he went over to the to the bench for every, the Miami Heat? All twelve of them. Yep. Every even the role player. In fact, the one guy was walking off the floor and he grabbed him by the shoulder and turned him around. I didn't mm-hmm. even know who the guy was except the fact he had a Heat jersey on because he's like the twelfth guy on the bench that nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And Jokic made sure that guy turned around. He looked him in the eye, told him good game, shook his hand, gave him a hug. Like he did all that before he celebrated. And then at the podium after the game. They were talking about the parade, and he goes, when's the parade? And they're like, parade's on Thursday. He's like, no, Thursday, no good. I got to go home. I got to go home, yeah. <laughs> I got to go home because he's got this horse. He loves horses. He's got this horse race. His horse is going to be in, and his whole yeah. family is there. His daughter was so cute. Oh, yeah, man. And the, and so they, they did the whole thing, and then he's doing the interview, and he goes, I think I asked owner for a plane. I got to be home for horse race. So if you want me a parade, I have to have a plane. He's just the most down-to-earth, no BS, no airs whatsoever, Serbia, like, man. It's really hard not to really. He, both of his brothers, who look exactly like him but tattooed, were there. His family's there. His wife, his daughter. His daughter could not care less about anything and did not understand why she was wearing a hat. It was so cute. <laughs> I, it's really hard not to cheer for those guys. It's really good for the game. I'm I'm thrilled to death. I think Miami will be fine. I think they get another player. They'll probably be back again. They're they're yeah, they get their two guard next back year. next year too. That yeah. white kid. Yeah. You gotta you gotta love teams that just play really hard. And they played really hard. They just ran out of bullets. Like they just they were Denver was a ten point a game better team. Miami just played over their skis, played really hard and shot the lights out when they should, couldn't shoot the lights out. They couldn't hang. It was that simple. I think Denver's gonna win a couple more in the next I think four or so. five years too. I mean they're I think all they like two. Jokic yeah. is twenty eight and he's like the oldest one out of all of that crew. Like yeah, Jamal Murray's like twenty four. He doesn't jump around, he doesn't go to the floor a lot. He he's gonna Remember, Duncan won his titles when he was in his late 30s. Like, he yeah. was still a really good player. 30, I think he was 38 when they won the last one. Like, Jokic yep. is going to age pretty good, I think. Yeah. 
So it's just a matter of can they keep the pieces together? But do you, if you're in the West, do you want to do you want to even think about getting through that? I think we're going to look back on that because they look they only lost four games these whole playoffs and most of them weren't close. They steamrolled everybody. I think we're going to look back and go, oh yeah, we we should. Everybody's right now is like, well, we didn't see that coming. Then five years from now, we'll be like, oh yeah, that was the start of their run. And, and who would, like who wouldn't run. want to play with Jokic? It's like you know you're going to get your shots. Like he's going to put you ball. in a great position. They have a good coach. You you've been to Denver a million no, times. It's a great place to live. Denver is on a It is such a great city. There's so much to do. The people are great. People that don't go out west don't realize how awesome Denver is. If you really do have to just go. Oh, yeah. And I was out there for a wedding in October. I've got some family out there now, and we went out for a wedding. And it's just that there's nowhere anywhere in that city that doesn't look beautiful. Oh yeah, man. The weather changes are pretty extreme, but you know it's 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 an amazing city. I couldn't be more happy for them. There, I think they get a, I think they get it too. After that second one, it gets hard because then you got to start paying people, and you know, yeah, Porter's yeah. going to want a contract, and Gordon's going to want a quarant. But yeah, they they're they're going to run everybody back next year, and they're going to be you're going to have to bring something special to try to beat them. I think I, I love mean, they, it. I, they I, swept I, the Lakers, man. They slept. They swept LeBron and AD. Yeah, that team. I mean, and, that was like. They beat him four four games in a row, four different ways. <laughs> uh, like, like you just you just mentioned it. They're four of their starters combined are like thirty five feet tall. Yeah. Like you just can't. Like even if you're a great like, Jimmy Butler is a great player. People are unduly ragging on him. It's like Jimmy's a normal sized guard for the NBA, small forward guard type body, mm-hmm. and he looks small. Yeah, he's not a small I mean, guy. He's so, six six, I think. No, he's not small. But watching him, they just oh, yeah. lean on you and lean when you're fighting somebody bigger than you. Like they and they're just throwing bodies after body after body. It just wears you down. Yeah, and they like were it able. It still matters. And like I know Kevin Love is old and beat up and stuff, but like when the Heat looked the best is when they put Kevin Love in with Bam, just to have two yeah. guys that are six ten. You know, like Bam was. By the way, Bam was. Bam might have been outside of Jokic the best player in that series. He was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Dude, I love watching him play. Yeah, and, and he's like gonna win Defensive Player of the Year at some yeah. point in his career, and he didn't. He could do nothing. With Jokic, like Jokic would just back him up, looking He's all butt, just all butt and shoulders, man. Just flabby looking white guy. Bam is just jacked, <laughs> and and Jokic was just out muscling him. The whole Leverage. series, it was crazy to watch, man. It's just he's he's wide. It's like people forget Charles Barkley was short. Yeah, he's like six but he's, five. He's so freaking wide, you couldn't yeah. do anything with him. He posts yeah. you up, and you just go around you because just it's it's like a swinging door knocking you over. There's just nothing to do about it. Was well, also Jokic has a little bit of that Charles Barkley, Dennis Rodman too, where just they had that like like Rodman I was like six Rod- six, but like everybody his... talks about the crazy, but Ro- watching Rodman play basketball, we we would watch him on tape when I played basketball in high school. We watched it in basketball camp one year. We did a whole session just watching Rodman rebound. The dude yeah. really was a genius. He, yeah, yeah, I know it's, it's funny to say that perfect. about Dennis Rodman, but like that's totally true. Like his like. He would yeah. just break it like his body was always in the perfect things. position constantly. Like his Jokic footwork was always, and that's that's how Jokic is too. He does those. If I can't get it, I'm going to get a finger on it and poke it, and then I'm going to get it the second time. And if yep. that don't work, I'm going to poke it. Go watch the old videos of Robin. He would just keep tipping the ball over yeah. and over and over again because he's like, I'm going to outjump these guys. If it's the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, I'm going to get this ball. Yeah. Jokic does that. He's like, Oh no, we're just we're just going to keep volleyball on this until I get it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, man. I loved. Everybody's complaining. Uh, Twitter was complaining about the the finals. Twitter's dumb. Man, I don't I don't get it. What do you people I lo- want? I I've been way more in the sport. I've been I've been watching baseball for the first time in years this year with them speeding the game up. The games have been good. The NBA playoffs were great. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm real. I'm looking forward to the NFL. I've, I'm totally all back in on sports now. For I've really enjoyed, especially because it's an election year, we got to deal with all this mess. But oh, bring yeah, on football, sure. man! I let's let's get to August and get some football going. I'm excited. Oh, absolutely! Football, fantasy football too is what I look forward to the most. I don't want to watch college football this year though, because I think it's going to be a rough year for my beloved West Virginia Mountaineers. I, I think we're in for a tough one, but we'll see. Dude, I'll tell you. I don't know if I ever told you this. I completely stopped watching college sports about five years ago. Yeah, I haven't yeah, watched. I was about it I was a huge Ohio State fan. I'd watch March Madness. And I was like, just one day, I don't know. It just did nothing for me. I was I, like, I, I can't watch college basketball anymore. It's just, oh, it's, bad. it's not, it's bad. It's not good. It's I bad. mean, the quality of play, it's, and it's not their fault. No, no, it's of course not. It's the way not. the system's set up, but I just, I don't watch college basketball hardly at all other than my own, you know, I'll watch West Virginia game when they're playing. I mean, in the, in the whole country, there's going to be like eight guys in the country who are going to be serviceable NBA players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just, there's just not that many you know what i mean at least in college football there's like a few guys on each team who are gonna go pro and do well you know yeah but yeah man, basketball man it's just i don't know it looks like watching kids <laughs> like watching i, I kids tell you play, what man. i went i i did some i've been going to a few college baseball games i've really enjoyed them in person that's a great experience really good if you've never been to a college baseball game it's really fun good thing to take your kids to live sports kids. not for me but for everybody else i agree not all of it, but like you know, good baseball game every now and then with the kids. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to go to a foot. I was just talking to my kid about this in the car because we were talking about Vegas winning. Like hockey's better in person; it's not as good on TV. Football is the opposite. I think football's better on TV than it is in person. Oh yeah, I think basketball no. is too. Baseball's better in person than it is on TV. Hockey is hockey's a whole different thing in person. Like you, you need to go to a hockey game if you've never been to a hockey game. That's a blast. I don't really like watching it on TV. So it just Fo- depends. But football, football I'm watch it at home where I can see what's going on. Oh yeah, I mean football is a thousand times better on TV than in person. A thousand times. That's I mean, why it's like the one, TV like show in the world. Especially, yeah, the NFL broadcast. They have it down to a science. It's basically perfect. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? It's, it's like the biggest it's, TV show on four networks now. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it is. It's a For television reason. show. Yeah. That's why it's you know billions of dollars. They're printing money. We should probably they're talk like to the, politics. They're like, yeah, they're like the sixth biggest economy in the world now, the NFL. It's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Is that no, legitimately? No, I'm just making that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, I mean, it's got to be up there, though. I, I believed you when you said that, by the way. You said it with confidence, and hey, I no, don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's insane how much money. It, I'm not just talking about what the NFL is like grossing in revenue. Go look at all the TV money. Go look oh. at what the TV networks are. It, it, it's one of the biggest businesses in America is the NFL. It, it's not a sport anymore. It's its own separate. It's like Hollywood level entertainment. It's its own thing. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like a Disney thing. It's not. What do you think about? Obviously, they've been doing London games for ten years, but what you, they're doing Germany for the first time this year. Germany, talking about Germany loves NFL football. I lived in Germany twice. They love NFL football. NFL Europe did really well for a long time. Frankfurt was one of their best teams. I lived in Frankfurt. I went to some of those games back in the old NFL Europe days when I lived in Frankfurt. Germany loves football. Now, here's the thing. is like everybody will dish out and travel for it for one or two times a year. I don't know that you ever have a full-time team right. over there. I don't see how that would work. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to keep adding European games because it's big money over there. They're selling it out. It looks awesome. The European fans dig it, but yeah, you you're gonna get six, seven, eight games a year. Europe, mainland Europe, two or three. What they because what they're doing now is they're sending the teams over and letting them stay like two weeks. Um, so they're just gonna they send the ran, Jacksonville Jaguars over there for a month and a half. <laughs> right. Yeah, well they run a seven. They run a special seven forty seven. It's not a. It's not like flying coach for us. Right. Okay. It's it's got a bar and a lounge. Oh, and yeah. Like it's a special. Um. You know. 
it's a special thing from Atlas Air for, you know, it's a whole 747 for 70 people. Yeah. Like it's luxurious, but they go over, I get used to it. They're going to keep doing it. And it's good for the game. Oh, for sure. We just talked about in basketball. Look how internet. Look how international players are changing the NBA. You're going to get more international players in the NFL eventually. I mean, the it's top, going to start happening. The top three players in the league are foreign born. Yeah. Jokic, Giannis, and Luca. And then I'd put Joel Embiid as a top five or six guy too. Yeah. Yeah, like four like of France. the top. Yeah. Four of the top five or six guys are foreign born. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Like that's you know I don't think we've ever had an American sport where the top five guys or four guys are are foreign born it is interesting and it's doing well i mean it happened in baseball but it hurt baseball in some ways yeah because not all of them you know it hurt baseball a little bit now it's coming around with the rules changes i'm i'm enjoying it but yeah i think it's good it changes good man yeah absolutely so we'll talk about some of the uh, nonsense going on (laughs) in the real world unfortunately talk about sports (laughs) but uh chuck grassley (laughs) um yeah chucky He's uh he says he has proof that the uh from the Burisma executive involved in the the Biden family payouts he has 15 recordings of Hunter Biden uh, and two recordings of uh, Joe Biden when he was VP um bad stuff I mean you know that we we can go into the details for a second but I mean it is we know this is true I mean honestly the tape is there we know that Chuck wouldn't bring something like this he's no you know frothing at the mouth conservative or anything he's a pretty reasonable guy if this is true and it is we all know that it is we're looking at a a, an extraordinarily corrupt and compromised president maybe more so than any president in several decades which is saying a lot because most of them are right and we got you know trump's stacking up indictments like poker chips right now so we'll get to to that I mean, Grassley's what? 80? I, I had to go look because I was joking about how old he was. He's 89 now, so apologies to him. I called him 114. That was inaccurate. So he's 89 years old now. So what, let's let's back up on the time frame of what's alleged here. So this is the Burisma stuff. This goes back to 2015, 2016. This is very important to understand the timeline here because it goes to what this involves. This is when now President Joe Biden was vice president and getting ready to transition back out of office because, remember— being VP for Obama was the capstone to his career. That was going to be the end of his career. That's the thank you for being a good Democrat for 40 years and then right off in the sunset job, right? Nobody, including Joe Biden, thought he was going to be president after that. So there, this is all the allegations, we'll put it that way. This is all stuff right as he's getting ready to transition out of office. Hunter Biden gets put, along with uh, one other American who was also a Democratic operative at the time, gets put on uh, the board of Burisma. Burisma is, at the time, it was a natural gas company. They've since expanded out to oil because they took over with the split in Russia and now the war and all that. They've taken over the Russian assets in the country, so they've expanded to oil and other things. But it start, it's mostly a national ga- natural gas conglomerate. Right. So the time frame is really important. This is before the Ukraine war. Everybody wants to lump all that stuff together. No, this is... Look, stuff happens in life. The Russia invades Ukraine. That changes a lot of things. This is before all this current stuff. So that's where this comes from. They, they got a document called an FD-1023 form. This is a tip sheet form where an FBI agent goes, hey, I've got this source. It's a credible source. This is what he says. It's unverified. This stuff all got hashed out about a year ago in the Senate uh, Homeland Security Committee and Foreign Affairs Committees. They didn't find a lot to it. They issued a report. Everybody can go online and read it. We, they did not have anything about these tapes, these recordings, or this particular incident. So now this came out because they had a briefing in one of the skiffs. That's the special 
um, classified. We won't bore everybody with details. Basically, you go in a room, you get briefed on something classified because they can't give it to you. They just let you see it and explain it to you. Right. That's what this is all coming from. So Grassley comes out and says, hey, this form, what's alleged on this form, again, unverified, is that we have this source that has been a reliable source in other areas. And reliable source, we all know that can mean just about anything from a really bad show on CNN to the guy that did the dossier, the infamous Trump dossier. So take that for a grain of salt. That's where all this is coming from. But Grassley comes out and he says there's all these tapes. Most of them are Hunter Biden conversing with us, Burisma. Um, we're led to believe he's an executive. I think they use the executive, but it's a high-level guy in Burisma talking to Hunter Biden. And then there's one of those 15 tapes uh, has Joe Biden himself on. Now, they don't talk about what is actually said, so they don't know if it was, hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm good, fine. But Joe's on tape talking to the same guy, and the same guy talked to Hunter Biden 14 times. Let's all be adults here for Hunter Biden's on that board to get influence, not in Ukraine, in by this guy's own stuff, if you read through the documentation Grassley puts out. They were trying to get influence on buying gas and oil stuff inside the U.S. because you have a sitting vice president who's transitioning back to a civilian role, which means we're going to do, quote-unquote, consulting. I'm doing air quotes. That's right. how politicians make money. They consult, right? P right. Paid for influence. Let's all be adults. That's the time frame. That's why the time frame is important. And it was the Ukrainian folks trying to get influence to come back here because Vice President Biden at the time was going to be going back into the civilian world, and this was going to be money for them. And let's all specify, too, because it's right in the alleged transcripts, and I can't believe this is in here and so funny. This same source that is <laughs> outing uh, Hunter Biden, they actually says, like, well, why are you dealing with Hunter? It's like, well, we have to deal with Hunter. And in, this is a direct quote. He dumb. He That's dumb. <laughs> the guy says he dumb. Um we know that Hunter Biden is an extremely messed up individual, and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that to actually be polite and paper it over. He's had abuse issues. He's had all kinds of weird stuff happen. He's got family entanglements that I will not get into because, frankly, they're cringy as all get out. Yeah. Um, Remember refusing to acknowledge his own daughter and, and yeah. There's that's look, you know, not excusing. You know, this is the guy. He's got kind of a Prince Harry problem. He's the second son to the favorite son that everybody thought was going to be president, Bo Biden. You know, he's he's kind of the goof off that went out and got into drug abuse, got into all this. Other. He could go do all this crazy crap because the older brother was the heir apparent, going to be the the next big thing and all that. Well, Bo Biden died of brain cancer, um, so now he's the only son, and all this stuff comes out to light. Hunter's a really screwed up person. Um, I do hope he gets some personal help for himself. It is inarguable that Hunter Biden, for most of his life, has grifted off his family name and influence for money. It's also inarguable that Joe Biden has tried through various means to protect, uh, insulate, and look out for his son, which on one hand, I get it. You're a father. I've, I've got, I know people with addiction issues. I know how you get down that hole in a hurry. Same time, Joe Biden also has a long history himself of being fast and loose with the truth. And he's, he wasn't exactly poor when he ran for president. Let's just be clear on that after 50-odd years in a thing. So is there corruption? Yes. Does this all need to be investigated? Absolutely. That's where we're at on that. I brought that all up and long-winded for two particular reasons. The people that are lumping this all into the current Ukraine war, that's a bit of a stretch. These are two different things. But what Grassley has here, um, and again, these are unverified things on a tip sheet, Absolutely, they need to investigate that, whether it's a sitting president, former president, or anything else. Yes, you investigate that because there's no version of that where there's not some corruption to buy influence somewhere in there if yeah. all that is accurate and true. And we have a lot of incidental uh, evidence from people 
And Joe Biden, you know, remember his first presidential run was ended on plagiarism of all things. We know there's corruption in there somewhere. Could this be it? Yeah. Yeah, it needs investigated. No yeah. question it needs investigated. Now, can you do it in the current political environment with everything going on? I don't know, but they, they're going to try and they need to. This definitely needs attention and an investigation to it. Yeah, of course. I mean, especially since the, the Biden administration is attempting to put Donald Trump in prison for mishandling classified documents. So, I mean, the, the thing is about this, obviously it is unproven, but we, we've known a lot of this information surrounding Burisma for a few years now. But when you're talking about physical audio— And to audio, be fair, that's dirty water for everybody. Burisma is a— yes. That's an entryway into all kinds— Before the Ukrainian war, Burisma and Ukraine has all kinds of corruption issues, not just on their own accord, not just greed, but also remember Russia's buying as much influence in Ukraine as they can because, remember, they were yeah. trying oh, to yeah. just buy the country. Yeah. And they couldn't buy it. They invaded it. Yeah. So there's a big snake pit there of all kinds of bad stuff. Well, and you're talking about obviously this executive, um, whoever it is, was keeping these recordings as an insurance policy, you know, to protect him and his, his family. Obviously, Ukraine has been a extraordinarily you the term Pearl Harbor file. What's that? Pearl Harbor file. So if you're in a corporate setting or an espionage setting or whatever the case, you keep what's called a Pearl Harbor file. So if if you get bombed and they come looking for who's to blame for why you just got bombed, that's where you pull all the dirt out of the drawer and go, yeah, but I got all this information on this guy over yonder. Right. I I this is all speculation on my part. I'll pretty, I suspect number one, why why does anybody know who this guy is anyway? This is a known guy to somebody in the U.S. government. I suspect this is somebody that was either an asset or somebody that was working with and or known to our intelligence folks, and that's why they know who this guy is. I think they found this stuff out accidentally on the side. This sounds like a Pearl Harbor file where this guy was doing other business and other things, and he goes, oh, by the way, guess what I got? And he breaks this out. That's speculation, complete speculation. But that sounds like what this this guy's involved in some other stuff. And that's why people in the U.S. government were talking to him in the first place. And he's like, oh, by the way, I got stuff on Hunter Biden and Joe yeah. Biden. That that sounds a little closer to probably what's I, I think that's maybe the ballpark of where some of the truth of this goes. This this guy had these dealings. He's clearly talked to him if they got tapes of it. I suspect I, I think you're onto something with that. It's just that's the term Pearl Harbor file. He's pulling it out like, oh, guess what I got on this person over here. Right. So you can get out of whatever trouble he's in with whoever. I mean, that's I almost that's something. almost certainly true. I mean, that is I, almost they, certainly they, how this this came about. They did. They do not have this tape because they went looking for Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. They, no, no, this no, no, is no. an individual who is known to somebody on our side, probably been an asset for quite a while, and then this came out in the course of something else. That that would be my again speculation. That would be my guess. But that's usually how these sorts of things go. But this is serious. I mean, we do have a Ukrainian oligarch who has a yeah. bunch of recordings of the sitting president. When there's a war, I mean, this well, has nothing one, to do with the Ukraine. Too many. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I read two. I read there's two it with, uh, two. with yeah. Joe Biden personally, and then 15. There's 17 tapes total. And again, we don't, yeah, we don't know what's on it, but, you know, why? <laughs> Number one, why are you getting recorded talking to a Ukrainian when you're the vice president in the first place? But well, let's back up too. Remember, Joe, we've got Joe on video bragging about how he got a Ukrainian yeah. prosecutor fired. Yeah. So th this is not outside the realm of you and know, he, Trump. He, Donald Trump. You remember Donald Trump brought that up and Trump's they impeached person, and they, they yeah, impeached Trump's him for impeachment, it. <laughs> you know, the impeachment. Americans fiddling with Ukrainian oligarchs 
is a bipartisan problem. Let's let's lay that out before anybody starts throwing bombs at us for taking a side or another. No, it's bipartisan corruption going through Ukraine because there's a lot of dirty money in the rest of Europe that goes through Ukraine because of everything that was going on. Again, this is before the war started. The wars changed a lot of this. But you had the Soviets trying to buy influence. You had Eastern European money. You had all kinds of stuff. A lot of that stuff ran through Ukraine and then got to the West. That's how they did that stuff. Just be a big boy. Go back. Read this stuff up. Russian influence money, and it's a bipartisan problem. Both parties and people all over took money from these people and did business with these people when they shouldn't have done it. If you get caught on tape, though, yeah, you better investigate, especially if you turn around in a couple of years and decide you want to go run for president and your son's an out-of-control individual that you failed to rein in. Yeah, that needs to be investigated. Yeah. Absolutely needs to be investigated. And this is, I mean, when, when you're talking about audio recordings— I don't know. I, the, the fact that there is a land war going on between Russia and Ukraine does complicate things, too. I mean, it's like we don't really Just know. Obviously, we, we don't know what's on this tape, but we do have a—the sitting president is, is on tape with this guy. So it's like I, certainly I think Republicans need to do anything they, they need to do to investigate this. I think impeachment should be on the table. I, you know, I, I they, they clearly—the the first Trump impeachment over the Ukraine stuff was— I mean, nothing. I mean, this is so much worse than that. I mean, objectively speaking. Well, see, here's the thing. Impeachment is a political matter, not a judicial matter. Of course. Here's the politics of impeachment. If you impeach Joe Biden, his popularity numbers that are in the floor right now are going to go up 10 points immediately. We learned this through both. We learned this during the Trump impeachments. When you attack him, the base is going to rally around him. They're just going to. I I understand. I I understand. And I think. And here's the other thing. I the Republican Congress has all but promised that they're going to impeach somebody. Over it's almost like the old mob thing. It's like, well, we got to hit somebody. Just pick somebody over there and hit them, right? They Are they should. going to impeach they Mayorkas? Should. Yeah, they well, they're going to impeach I mean, they, Mayorkas. They they're probably going to impeach Garland. Do they just skip all that with everything else going on? And McCarthy's got a mess on his hands. Does he appease his own base by going, okay, yeah, let's impeach Biden? I think I I would not be one bit shocked if they impeach Biden over this or something else or a combination thereof. I think they should. I think and they're I, going. I think they're going to. I think it's going to be a political mistake, but I think they're going to do it. I, even if it is a political mistake, they still need to do it because there has to be some kind of mutually assured destruction here. There has to be. I mean, the Democrats. Well, I mean, you're going to get a mutual destruction. I I don't know if impeachment. Um, I'm not a huge fan of special counsels, but good God, this thing just screams. This is where you turn loose a special counsel, somebody that's a bulldog to get into it. Um, this is this is exactly what that kind of stuff was designed for, especially stuff that has classified information. You, we've seen this with the Trump case now. You run into all kinds of problems. Just how do you handle the information getting it in and out of court because this right. stuff's so sensitive? Right. This is the sort of thing that just screams for a special counsel. Now, I know they did that for the for some of the document stuff with, with Joe Biden already. This clearly needs a special counsel, get everybody's hands off it. Um, something that even if the election, you know, if you start a special counsel on that, that would run through an election and would not be dealt with that way. They couldn't touch it because it's already been put in motion, that sort of thing. That's that's where this needs to go. But no, I think I think they will, especially they, if they try to do it on the 1023 alone, they're going to get blown out of the water because, again, that's an unverified information. That's just, hey, this guy told me this. That's right. all that. It, ha- it has to be investigated first, obviously. Yeah, it has to be investigated. If they ever get their hands on these tapes, again, you don't know what Joe Biden said. He could say hi and good morning and here's Hunter and walks off and then, you know, yeah, it looks bad, but you don't really have anything. You see what I'm saying? Doubt if, it. If those, if those <laughs> actual tapes are this. And again, here's the thing. 
we don't know who this guy is. Is this guy alive? Is is he in Ukraine where you can't get a hold of him? Is he somebody that can show up and testify in, in open Congress in an impeachment hearing? Those are the things you look into that could change the calculations on that. I, I think they're going to impeach. If they don't impeach Biden, they're definitely probably going to try to go after Merrick Garland. They already they're already kind of halfway started on Mayorkas. But if they want to go after Garland or Biden, they'll skip Mayorkas and go to that because you've only got that you can only bullet that one time, right? Um, I I I I'll be honest. I fear that the Republicans are going to try to impeach Biden. I think it'll be a political mistake no matter what they find. I think they may do it. I think you may be right. Trump supporters. Because there's a lot of them who listen to the show. They, they've been getting real mad at me lately. But, um, you know, I do have a right-wing audience. So there's a lot of a lot of people I'm hearing from are just, you know, they're looking at, at this Grassley stuff, and they're like, okay, really? They, they're trying to put Trump in prison for some classified documents when this is out there, and blah, 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 blah. Hillary did the same thing, and everybody did the same. You know, everybody's got boxes of documents except me, apparently. But, um, like, I, don't, I, I keep telling these people, and they get so upset with me. That yes, this is bad. What Biden did is very bad. It's it's in my opinion a much more serious situation than what they got Trump on. But that does not mean that Trump didn't break the law. Yeah, I mean he did. <laughs> like he he did he break the law. Not only broke the law. What what Trump is getting charged with is not the same thing that Biden did with with his boxes. I'm not talking about this Burisma thing again. You got to parse this stuff out. You can't just wave and go. Well, it's the same as no things that are different are not the same. Biden having classified documents. Mike Pence had classified documents recently, whatever. This Colin is Powell, Condoleezza Colin Rice. Powell, lots you know, of people. Here's Brennan. what happens. You've got these documents. Give them back. What Trump's in trouble for is not taking the documents. He's in trouble for taking the documents because it builds the case to when he took them, he refused to give him back. And then when he said he gave them back, he tried to hide them. And then he had his legal representation sign a piece of paper saying we gave them all back, which they now know is not true because they have it on video. And now, apparently, allegedly, because we haven't heard it yet, but it's in the charging document on the indictment, he is on tape talking to various different peoples at various different times going, hey, look at these classified documents I took that I'm not supposed to have that they gave me. No, seriously, look at this. When the one guy's like, am I supposed to look at this? He's like, no, seriously, look at this. And he shows them maps and plans and um, some of the stuff in the indictment. And again, the indictment, yeah, it's a really strong indictment. But remember, the Trump guys... What happens if they throw the tape out and don't let that into evidence? What happens if some of the testimony doesn't hold it? Like, there's a lot that happens in a trial, so don't get mm -hmm. ahead of yourself. But it's a very strong indictment. Yeah. When you're talking about Five Eyes information, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, Five Eyes is our five closest allies, the intel we share only with them and nobody else. When you're talking about Five Eyes information, you're talking about nuclear stuff, you're talking about allegedly attack plans to Iran. Yeah. Like, th this, is, this isn't classified information. This is eyes only, re what's called read in, read out. This yep. is this is a whole nother level of stuff. Um, and when you have Trump showing it to people and bragging about it and literally telling them, <laughs> look at this classified document. Yeah, the Biden DOJ is trying to charge him, but he's not exactly doing himself any favors here either. No, he's, he is not. He, he's making it worse. It's just, problem, I can't comprehend, I can't comprehend. I mean, I can, because it's Donald Trump. It, but it's... It's, I, it's Trump being Trump. He's a 78-year-old child. He's a big, fat baby. I mean, he has no self-control. When was the last time he was told no? I, I don't know. Never. Because that answers this whole question. But the thing That's is, the like... the entire question. He, he wanted to do it. He wants to talk big. He wants to show how important he is. 
and he wants his name on everything, and he just could not stop being braggadocious, and it's it's probably going to cost him this time. And he he and he's probably looking at like the Hillary Clinton email stuff and the Biden document stuff, and well, you know, he he probably assumed he could get away with whatever he wants because the Democrats get away with whatever they want, but he's not a Democrat, okay? I mean, well, he's like not he, even a Democrat, he's not as good at it as and he's are. not as good. Let's yeah. call this what it is. Ex- exactly, exactly. Like, I remember the Clinton. I remember the Clinton years. I was in Little Rock. Clinton was still president. I was on active duty. I met him a couple times. Like the Clintons were good at this, yeah. and the Clintons yes. had really good attorneys around them. And we won't rehash all that, but folks need to go read their history up. The Clintons had a legal machine built yes. around their corruption, yep. and they had a media machine built around it too. They, yes. you, James Carville was on the national news saying, "Oh yeah, well he lies so good that happened. You can see the clip on YouTube mm-hmm. on that. Well, he lies so good you can't help but admire Bill Clinton. This is why he's president." They had the machine built around him. Trump's problem is he's really bad at picking people around him. He's he's down to the C minus third string lawyers and advisors who aren't reeling him in the way some of the people in the early days of his administration did, yeah. who know how to play. Look, you can rave all day long about the corruptions of the Clintons. I remember I was there. I got it. Yeah, they're corrupt. I get that other people are corrupt. Other people's corruptions does not excuse your corruption. You can say, well, they shouldn't shoulda coulda woulda he still did it like thing is, th- th- Trump... there's no question that he broke the law here now is he going to i i'm still we're a long way from him getting convicted on anything here everybody needs to slow their roll on that well i want to get i'll get to that but in he a did it like there's I'll... no debate he broke the law here if you got a what about that he broke the law because somebody yes. else broke the law they still broke the law it doesn't change the base core problem it, here it's like trump doesn't even believe his own rhetoric i mean he talks a lot about the deep state how the fbi and the cia are coming after him he knows that they, I mean, the, and they were actively working to destroy his presidency for four years. I mean, they were undermining every single thing he tried to do. And he knew when he left office, the entire federal, they already impeached him twice, for goodness sakes. Like, he knew that the entire federal government was coming for him, and yeah. he still couldn't keep his mouth shut. I mean, it's like, that, that's what the left got him. On, they got him on his mouth. He you just could not keep his mouth now? shut. It's like, my goodness, if you talk so much about the deep state, how evil these people are, how they're, it's a witch hunt, they're coming after me. It's like, did he just not believe it? Did he think that he's so brilliant he can get away with it? That's the secret sauce of Trump, though, is like, go look at Trump's social calendar before he ran for president. (laughs) Hillary Clinton was at his wedding. Yeah. They're all buddy. He, there's nobody more in with the elite crowd pre-2015 than Donald J. Trump. But the FBI is telling him, but the FBI is like, we are coming after you. (laughs) And he's like, hey, man, check out these documents. Here's the thing about feds. Look, the feds are slow, but they're kind of like the feds. I'm going to group. I know NASA, National Art. I'm going to group it all in the feds just for the sake of the conversation. The feds spent a year trying to get these documents back from Donald Trump. When the feds tell you for a year they're trying to do something and you keep screwing with them and you keep going in public on the news and making them all look bad, like you can scream deep state all you want to. But if you're going to poke that bear over and over and over again when you should know better than anybody. I know. know. And then you brag about it. I know. And then you lie about it. And then you sit. You send your lawyers out there to sign paperwork that you know because now we have the video of your valet or whoever this crazy dude is moving boxes and putting them in sh- like like oh, 
Does Donald Trump you, strike you as somebody that has paper boxes in his bathrooms as anal retentive <laughs> as he is about the court? <laughs> like, just, just everybody stop for a second. Yeah. Like, no, they shoved him in there to get him out. Like, let's all be adults here. Yeah. They, he, he should know better than anybody, but he, you know, he gets high on his own supply. He likes being the big talking guy. He feels like he's aggrieved. I look, everybody's trying to, there's no good, clean, easy way out of this thing. No. They're probably not going to get this trial in before the primary start in the spring. I know they're going to try to. I doubt no, 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 no. The try to. They're no. going to try to. No, they're not. Stall. No, That's they're the not. That's the whole showing up without a lawyer thing yesterday. No, 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 That's no, no, a no. tactic. The That's, goal, no, the goal thing. is to, they're going to, no. The, the, from the justice, from the Biden administration, they're going to try to, you know, they, they want the primary to be over and they want Trump to win the primary before they really Absolutely. take this to trial. But so here, here's the really funny thing. I was just reading. Eh, let me say this carefully. There, <laughs> there's a there's if you watch social media and political commentary media real carefully, there's this real interesting alliance between um, anti-Trump people and Democrats right now. And the Trump people themselves are all kind of starting to buddy up on a lot of this coverage. Oh, yeah. Oh, Why? Yeah. Because all three of those groups really, really need Donald Trump in this election. Yeah. And yep. it's it's really fun to watch them right now. They're kind of all, they're feeling each other out right now. It's like, okay, we don't all like each other, but we all got the same goal. Trump absolutely wants to have a court date two days before the Iowa caucuses. Oh, 100%. Biden yeah. absolutely wants that. Yeah. The anti-Trump people all want that because it's good for business. Yeah. I, I'm, we've never seen a primary like what we're getting ready to see now where Trump, Trump's not even really campaigning. Um, I was, no. Our friends over at Elections Daily, they have people that follow each of the candidates. He's like, Trump's really not com campaigning, but he's killing everybody because he's dominating the media coverage. This is going to cover the media. Sometime in August, the indictments from Georgia are going to come out. And even if they don't do Trump himself, it's going to be people very, very close to Trump. Yeah. So that's going to be in the news. We already have the court dates for the New York stuff, although that case is way, way weaker. It's, oh, it's a yeah, very, yeah. it's a very weak, and I'm not just saying that. Look, I, you know, if Trump does something bad, I have no problem saying he's bad. That's a weak case. They're gonna have a hard time getting a conviction yeah, out of that one. Well, I don't know. They, 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 they might. Over, but... It's the same thing though. It's just going to be wall to wall Trump. Yeah, I, I'm gonna keep saying this on every podcast too until people start to understand it. But like, I, I get that there's like 30 percent of the country who just will not let themselves believe that Trump does anything wrong ever, regardless of evidence. Yep. And, but, but honestly, but I don't even blame them to be honest. I mean, I, this is the fault of the press for just lying so often. I mean, like the, they, they do just make stuff up out of whole cloth to attack Trump. I mean, the Russian hookers, P tape, when they said uh, the they made up the CAA made up the line about uh, Russia putting bounties on soldiers in Afghanistan that was from a reliable source. Remember that term from earlier? Yeah, from the and reliable so, source. <laughs> so it's like I, I don't even blame these people for not trusting anything they see on the news. They shouldn't. I mean, the press and the Democrats do make up stuff out of thin air on a routine basis. They lie constantly. So I get I get the reflexive reaction. I, I do. I get not believing any any of these regime liars and what they have to say. I do understand that. But that's only half of what they do to Trump and Republicans. Like, half the time right. they just make stuff up. And then the other half, they selectively police crime. And I understand that. I get that it's not fair with the Burisma stuff, with the Hillary Clintons. I, I understand why you people don't think it's fair. It's not fair. Of course not. Either none of them should be, prison or it should be in prison or they should all be in prison. I understand that. But it can be politically motivated and dishonest. And still, and they can still have something on Trump. You know what I mean? So, like, that's that's the distinction I keep making, and I don't know why so many people can't get it through their heads. 
I, I understand why Trump supporters don't want to hear it. But this this is a case of, of selective policing. This is not made up out of just ask your just take five seconds and ask yourself, is this sound like something Donald Trump would do? For goodness sakes. Like, of course. Yes. Donald Trump would absolutely brag to his golf buddies about how he has a map of a plan on how to attack Iran or whatever. That is absolutely fits Trump's personality, With his character. Merch. Of course. I mean, this is absolutely it's just on its face. It seems true to me. And and I don't believe what anything any of these people have to say. So it's like, I don't know. We can tr- we can walk and chew gum here, guys. Like you can. Our, yeah, yeah go our ahead. Trump our Trump fans get um, friends um, get upset when I tell them this, but it's, it is one hundred percent true, and I'll keep saying it. If the media and the Democratic Party had a lick of sense when Donald Trump got elected, remember they started out with this idiotic resistance crap. Remember that yep. was the whole thing. For the, we're the resistant. Yep. Donald Trump literally. Literally, I'm using that in the proper term, word for word, verbatim said, I will sign any bill you put in front of me. Remember yes. that? Anything. Yeah. If the Democrat, he, he, his history before 2016 was as a pretty, pretty far, liberal, far a lot left. of yeah. stuff. Yep. If they would have just worked with him, he would have probably passed one of the most centrist agendas in the history of time. But they attacked him, and I'm not excusing one single thing Donald Trump did because Donald Trump's excusing. But they started out with this narrative. They drove Donald Trump into being a right-wing icon. He's not naturally that. Go read anything about that man prior to 2015. He's not a natural conservative. He's not. Nothing about him was. They drove him into it. He went, oh, well, if all the people – because he's all reaction. Well, these people all hate me, so I'm going to go over here and do this. So, yes, I'm with this. Yes, I'm against the deep state. Yes, I'm against the elites when he's the elitist of the elite. (laughs) They they drove him into that, and a lot of his supporters took that journey with him of, well, they just, before he even got into office, they started in on him. And they kind of created their own monster because they wanted to be the resistance, which is stupid. They could have worked with Trump, and if Trump had had a—this is why Clinton, for as sleazy as he was— he was smart enough to look at that Republican Congress and go, well, wait a minute, they can pass all this stuff that's popular. I don't have to get my hands dirty, and then I get all the credit for it. Yep. That's how that's how Clinton operated. Trump's not like that. Trump's all reactionary, and he doesn't have that gene. So he was all like, well, they're just going to hate me, so I hate them back. And we get, we get the mess we have right here. But if you go read anything about Donald Trump for 2015, he changed because of to the environment he had. Doesn't excuse a single thing he did. He's to blame for his own mess. But it's always really interesting when you talk to people about the media. It's like, look, the media, the media and the game of the media, they've never figured out how to handle Donald Trump. They still don't. They still don't know what oh, to yeah. do. That's CNN town hall the other night. They don't know how to do it. And the Republican Party has the same problem, too. They've never figured out how to handle Trump because he's not a politician. He's an avatar. Yeah. He's not a policy. He's not an ideology. He's not a political party. He's not something you can scheme around. No. He's an avatar because people put on him whatever issue they got, and you're not going to talk people out of it. And the people he's down to now, especially everything that's happened, he he's down to the hardcore guys now. There, you're not going to talk him out of it. And I don't know if you're got it. You know, good luck Republican primary field. You've got thirty some percent of folks that they're just never going to let it go now till the day they die. Probably they're never going to let it go. Yeah, I mean, the the day Trump dies is going to come a lot sooner than the day most of these people die. So they're going to have to look themselves in the mirror and figure out why they don't they get even bigger. Outso- outsource their own personality. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. He, he's going to be way bigger than JFK Jr. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, because he needs the... 
he just commands so much media attention, and he needs that attention. Like, he yeah. needs to be talking all the time. He needs to be tweeting or whatever whatever the heck they call it. On you you remember martyrs platform. longer than heroes, and he's always going to be a martyr to these folks. They're, they're, he, he's going to... Cause, and you're not going to have anybody like him because now the thing is everybody that comes after him that's anything like him is going to get compared to him. So you're, you're going to have this media narrative model and this political model that's going to be Trump for quite a while now. So I, I, I even and I'm not wishing him ill at all. You know, may he live to ripe old age, whatever. But he he's he's going to outlast his own lifespan politically for a long, long time. I think I may be wrong, but I, I, I think he I, I think he don't... has a long shelf life. Yeah, I th- I think in terms of influence, yes. I don't think the mantle is going to pass to like some other I don't candidate. Think it passes to anybody? No. No, because like it just doesn't work. Not, he's one on one. Yeah, like it's like yeah. his kids. None of his kids have no. have the kind of charisma. It like you know you look at and some of the people that are just like imitations of Donald Trump, like Carrie Lake, somebody like that. I mean, they just look like buffoons. I mean, I mean Junior's not, not even on his first wife yet. I mean, like get get going, <laughs> man. You got to get three here. What are you doing? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, that was mean. But... Nah, it's... Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you're... I don't think it's going to be as big as you are predicting because he not. does. He just needs he needs constant attention. Like he needs to be constantly in the news, and it's just not going to have. Like I understand that you, under, you you remember martyrs a lot longer, but it's like I don't know. He just he needs to be in the news. Like he needs to be talking and doing things. Like it's just not. I I don't know if there's enough substance there because there's, it's not based on any kind of like policy or principle or anything. So it's not, no, it's not, you know, if it was based on like a movement to like end illegal immigration, you know, if it was like based on a specific policy or something, I think it would, it would last a lot longer, but it's, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think it's somewhere between what you and I think. (laughs) I think think he will have influence for a long time, but I, I don't, I think it will dissipate because he just, I don't know. He needs all that oxygen. Do you think he wins the primary? And we don't know what's going to happen legally here, but do you think he wins the primary? I know I'm putting you on the spot on your yeah. own show. Sorry. I mean, I hope that, not. That's the whole question. Is yeah. Because those I, those numbers, look, it's way too early. But poll, It's way too early. Those poll numbers aren't moving. They are moving a little bit. Yeah, um, but I mean, not Yeah. you're talking about 30, 40 points. Now, that'll change when you start actually getting yeah, yeah, close yeah. to it. I, I don't, think. I just don't know. This, this feels kind of static right now, doesn't it? He, I mean, he certainly is the favorite. Um, and he didn't win Iowa in 2016, remember? No, he didn't. The so if he is, wins Iowa outright, you're you're done. I don't know. Better I mean, I, Iowa. I don't think anybody who's won Iowa. I mean, I don't know. It it just it's Iowa's random. Yeah, man. but it, like if anybody some, but Trump wins it, it's not. Over, but if Trump wins Iowa, that's that's because he didn't win it in 2016. Ted Cruz won it. Yeah. It, it, and the thing is, if DeSantis is spending twenty million, two hundred million dollars in Iowa. Like, you better win it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends. If if a couple of these early states go another direction, people do. Like, people follow the momentum too. Like, even if Trump's still the favorite, he's still leading. It's like people. Like, you understand people. <laughs> yeah, they just throw their hands up and like, oh well, here goes this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I like, I don't know. He's definitely the favorite. He'll he'll probably win. I hope not because he can't win the general. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, a lot can happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we've got, look, we've got more indictments coming. We, is there anything that could happen in this primary for 2024 that would actually, like, shock and surprise you at this point? I think I can honestly say I don't think anything would surprise me at this point. No, no. Short I, of aliens and invading, I, I just, there's nothing. 
there's nothing with Trump or any of these other candidates. I, I just don't think anything will surprise me right now because this is so off the map Yeah. of any election we've ever seen. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And, and th- yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm thinking about the primaries. The it, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I mean, because the the two. I mean, the the there's two more indictments coming. <laughs> the TC case and the Georgia case. You at know? least. And so, at least. But it, it, there's at least going to be four in play. We don't know when these trials are going to be. I mean, that that's a I big. Don't. When they schedule the trials is going to make a lot of difference too. But we we have I'll no idea. Cur- I'll throw you a curveball. I don't think he gets charged for the January sixth stuff. No, I don't no, think they no. can make a case. I've, no, every can't. lawyer I've talked to, left, right, progressive, Same. they Same. all say they're like, doesn't matter what he said. There's, it's a speech you can't yep. prove it. It's too, it's no. too blurry. No, you can't. Um, I, I think he'll get a pass on, not a pass on that, but I don't think they'll charge him for that. I think some of his underlings might have, a, might get in a little bit of trouble there for some conspiracy stuff, especially since they got conspiracy convictions to go back on now. Yeah. Um, you got Mark Meadows and witness protection, so we got to see what comes out of that because we know he's going to sing like a songbird to cover his his tail. So that's coming out. The Georgia thing. Is he really in witness protection? I don't know if he's in witness protection, but he definitely cut a deal. That's yeah. why he's disappeared. So he, yeah. he's, he's flipped. Now what, what does he have? Cause he, I remember, I, I think I was on your show and said like, if somebody goes to jail over this stuff, it's going to be Mark Meadows. Yeah. Yep. So for him to cut a deal, cause he knows all the dirty stuff for that. Yeah. Those last four or five months when he was the chief of staff, he's got all the demons. It would still shock me. It would still shock me if they get him on anything there. It's, I think, well, I think define, the define get. Are you talking? I, I doubt I see Trump in prison. Do I? I think we're closer to him maybe getting convicted on something. But as far as actual like prison time, I still doubtful you see that. And by the way, I think he's guilty as hell. I just don't see them getting that. No. I don't. I don't well, think bil- it happens. Billionaires don't really go to prison unless you're Bernie Madoff or somebody. But uh, like, I, I think. When it, when it, all right. In terms of will Donald Trump see a jail cell, I think the uh, the Miami case is the worst part for him. And it, not not even oh, on yeah. on the merits, just yeah. the fact that he can't stop talking. He he flew to Bedminster and started talking more about it. If if they got right him after on tape, if when you're on tape, basically reading word for word what the indictment says, which that's what a smart prosecutor does. You know, it's that's why they call him a talking indictment. It, in this case, it's almost verbatim to what Trump said. Yeah, that's 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 in that's the easiest pathway to a conviction. Now, again, look, what happens if that tape doesn't get into court? What if they exclude it? What if they exclude some other evidence? What if the we've seen it before? We've seen it in high profile. You know, you get a witness on the stand that just loses their mind and goes goofy. Can the tape is the biggest. The, the tape is what they really have on him because yeah. he was showing they intent. The tape, they'll get a I, I think if the tape gets in the court and if the tape's what everybody's purporting it to do, I think you've got a pretty good shot at convicting him. He's not going to jail for 20 years. Everybody no, 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 no. Just no. Stop. He's not. He's not going to jail at all. But he did like if they do, or if they're able to use the tape in court, I Trump think get him. is in trouble because he said, he so. shows intent on the tape. He, he says, the guy's he like, like, "Am I supposed to look at this? No, no, seriously, look at this classified document." No, like, it's worse. Wait, no, what? it's worse than that. It's even worse than that. He was like, "Well, I know that as president, I could have." <laughs> declassified this but i didn't so it's still classified and he just like says it word for word i'm like what like what would possess a man to say that like that is nuts he knew he was being recorded so like if they don't get that thrown out i mean the, the trump's entire legal strategy has to be getting that tape thrown out then he goes off the record of course off the record of course when he's <laughs> dude i'm just like man look and like i'm on the record saying 
yeah, obviously, I, being dumb. I, I prefer DeSantis. Right now, I'll, I'll endorse DeSantis right now. I'm endorsing Ron DeSantis for president. So it's like everybody knows I prefer DeSantis to Trump. If you didn't already, now you know. But it's like I would I would happily vote for Trump, all of his flaws, over Joe Biden. The man has late-stage Alzheimer's or whatever, dementia or whatever. I'm not a physician. You know, we, we need – like it's, it's bad what he's done to the economy, the mishandling of the Ukraine war, everything else. It's like it's dangerous having this dementia-riddled man in the White House. That's my opinion. And, and even it's having like, said it's, that, but even having said that, you agree with me. If he runs against Trump, he's going to win by five to ten points. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Joe, Joe Biden in a coma beats Trump in any yes. prolification. Especially now. Because and it's like tr- and probably in record numbers. It's so frustrating. People are going to run to the polls to vote against Trump. Because Trump, it's like if you look at this tape, what they got him on. It's like, bro, if you he's were not trying, done being dumb either. We got like, we got eight, we got a year and a half here. He's shooting the bottom of the boat over and over, man. It's like if he would if he were intentionally trying to lose, if he were intentionally trying to be, get convicted for mishandling classified documents, what would he be doing different? You know, it's so frustrating watching this guy. It's like, dude, you. How is there no one in a circle? Why? How doesn't he have a because reasonable they're all gone. Because boy, there's nobody left. Yeah. There's nobody. People forget Trump. Trump won the presidency, not just because Trump's so awesome. He won the presidency because the GOP establishment co-opted what he was building naturally, yeah. and quite frankly, accidentally because it's just through his force of personality. He didn't yeah. sit down and plan it out. They co-opted it with people that knew what they were doing. Yep. The people that ran that campaign in 2016 are not there. They weren't there in 2020, part of the reason he lost on top of everything else. Now they don't even have that. They don't. He doesn't have the legal counsel he needs for this, the really sharp legal counsel he needs. He doesn't have the advisors around him you know, to tell him, no, you can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. He doesn't have anybody around him like that. So Trump would—go ahead and howl. We're going to get hate mail for this one. It's the establishment for a reason because they know how to get stuff done and how to work. By Trump, without the establishment, can't get there on his own. It's yeah. just that simple. And now, because he doesn't have people around him to protect him from himself, yeah, he's he's just out there in his full glory, and he's and he's and it looks like a drowning guy flashing around because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, it's I, just I, the facts of it. And by establishing establishment, you mean the infrastructure of the Republican Party. And it's like you can't. Like you need that. You need that. That infrastructure was built over decades. They call and them decades. operatives for a reason. They know yeah. how to operate in the system. You got to play the game, and even if you're a disruptor, when you get in the game, you still got to know how things function. You got to know how to pull those levers. My old chief told me one time when I was first kind of learning how to say, "It's like, look, before you can break the rules, you got to know the rules." Well, Trump never bothered to learn the rules because he's he's always gotten away with breaking them, so he doesn't know when to pull back and be like, "Okay, that's that's." See, this line right here is the one you don't cross. And he's like, what? As he runs past it. Like, he just doesn't think that way because he doesn't have anybody in his circle to tell him no anymore where he had those because he runs them off. And then when they run off, he throws them under the bus. And then they get their gigs, you know, making money, criticizing him. He gets mad again. And one more time, and I'll say it slow so everybody back home can understand. (laughs) I hear Trump supporters right now through the Internet saying, but what Hillary did was worse. Yeah, man. Yeah. The federal Trump? government likes Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and not Trump. They hate Trump. Okay? So, like, yes, like, it can be unfair. It can be selective policing of the law. Yes, that can all be true. But Trump yeah. needed to be smart enough to understand that. He needed to be disciplined enough. He needed to be able to shut his mouth. And he didn't. And he can't do it. And he's getting worse. He's getting worse. He's did, getting you, worse. did you see the difference in the way—I didn't watch it, the play-by-play, but I did watch part of it. 
Did you notice the difference in demeanor coming and going yesterday than from the New York thing? No, I didn't watch it. Some Somebody told him the feedback that he probably looked a little too sullen during the New York arraignment. Mm-hmm. He was bouncy yesterday, man. He he was he was in Trump mode. Somebody somebody talked to him and be like, hey, make sure you're, you know, Victoria. He he's in on he's all in on this fight. He's enjoying this. It's gonna feed him to a certain extent. I think it's gonna feed him to his downfall, but he's that's just how he's built. He just man. doesn't understand, man. He doesn't just he's gotten away with everything his whole life and he just doesn't understand that you can't, man. Eventually you just run into that wall. You just run into the one guy. I mean, you're up against the entire apparatus of the federal government. He's he's going to create 90 million Democratic voters is what he's going to do here. Because Joe got, what, 81 million last time? And that was yep. a 7 or 8 million jump, something like that. It, it's going to be record turnout if he's on the ballot. Now we'll see what Ron DeSantis or I don't I, – I think this is a match race. If it's not DeSantis, I don't think any of these other people are going to rise no, up no, enough to get Trump. No, no disrespect to any of them. I th- some of my like, some of my like, some of them I think are pretty good, pretty good folks individually. But it's just, it's not the moment. I, just, I don't know, man. It, we've never seen anything like this, and we are blessed and cursed to live in very interesting times. I, uh, one more thing before I let you go. Yeah. I was it was it was I talking to you about this? How you're like, man, these these candidates learned nothing from 2016. Probably. At some and I was like, no, 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 they learned. They learned perfectly from 2016. They learned all in, the wrong lessons. In America, there is no longer a downside for running for office and losing. No, no. And, we had a we had a thing on uh, in ordinary times. My buddy Eric Medlin actually said, "No, this is a good thing." And I'm like, "Well, I understand what no, he was saying." No, it's not. Because it, well, his point was nobody should be unopposed, and I do agree with that. Oh yeah, yeah, That's sure, true. sure. But you start getting Vivek rhymes with cake, and these who's just clearly a Trump surrogate. Like at this point, like when Laura Loma was handing you the bullhorn in front of Trump's indictment and you're demanding everybody else support Trump, like, dude, come on now. You're you're way over the skis at that point. The, like, the funniest thing, the funniest of- thing, and I do appreciate this is one thing I appreciate about Trump. The super thirsty douchebags that are just trying to get something from him <laughs> never actually get it. <laughs> he just throws them under the bus and will give it whatever Vivek oh. Ramaswamy wants. Trump is going to snatch it out of his hands at the last minute and give it to somebody else. And it's going to be hilarious. Somebody, I forget who it was or I would attribute this, but they, they redid the uh, Romney steak dinner with Trump right after the election and put his face on Romney's body. Remember that? <laughs> remember that picture? Yeah. And it was like and then it was like the next day Trump just like blasted Romney. Yeah. Like this whole, like they're like, here's your future, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, man. It was it's perfect. Like, dude, he's screwed everyone over who's ever sucked up to him. Because he doesn't, like, and I get it. Like, I wouldn't respect those people. If people were just sucking up to me constantly, no. I'd probably laugh at them behind closed doors, too. No. You know? No, I did this when I did the Jim Justice piece was, like, people were, t- I was like, he's, Jim Justice, who's, for folks that don't know, he's the current governor of West Virginia. He's running for the for the U.S. Senate, Joe Manchin's seat. Uh, we'll be going up against his frenemy, longtime friend, now enemy, Joe Manchin. That's the thing about Jim Justice. He's one of the very few people who has the personal um, personality where he's been endorsed by Trump's and buddy and Trump, but he never comes off as subservient to Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a very short list of people that can be around Trump without coming off subservient. Looking at you, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, et al. They, well, Jim Justice a, is also 6'10", and he has a billion dollars. That's, that's <laughs> so a lot. Like, he's 6'7", he's you know. 400 pound-ish. He's, he's yeah. a big old boy. But it, but it's not just that. He's just got a, a massive personality. He's just a big— yeah. But and they're but they've been they've been buddies for years, so this is nothing. But that I'm bringing that example up is like, 
everybody in this field, they're going to, even DeSantis is having this problem. It's really hard to support Trump and defend Trump without it coming off as you being subservient to Trump. It's just, there's, yeah. there's not a good way to, do, <laughs> I'm, I'm about ready to call this the Nikki Haley special because she's the absolute worst at this. And I like, I like Nikki Haley in a lot of ways, but she's just never, she never figured this out. And it's making her look really a very intelligent woman makes her say really dumb things on yeah, TV man. because she hasn't figured out how to do that. And she knows she's got to do it and they can't figure out how to do it. All of them have this pro Tim Scott probably does a better job of this than anybody, but he's never been really seen as a sycophant. And DeSantis is trying to figure it out too. And what it is, is you're a country guy. You can't pick up a turd from the clean end. There ain't one. And that's what they're all doing. All these Republican no. strategists are going, there's a clean end of this turd to pick up. If we could just find it like, no, you got to get, pick it up get rid of it and go wash your hands and push on. And none of them have figured that out yet. There is no clean end here to dealing with Trump. He's not going to go away. He's not even DeSantis, I think is thinking this some way in his strategy, like, well, he'll just go, he's not going to go away. You're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to get the yick on you. And then you're going to see if you survive it after, but that's big boy politics. You're just going to have to do it. Yeah. Yep. NFL season will be here before we know it. You know, I can't wait to talk <laughs> football. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm so excited. Yeah, man. You know, and I'll never forgive Trump for announcing he's running for, for president in what was it like November 5th it's like come on man can we wait till May like do we really got to start the primary two <laughs> years about, out we talk about Jim Justice Alex Mooney who's who's also running in that primary who's going to get smoked by 40 points he announced the day after the election he was running for the Senate seat because he had like multiple ethics investigations oh, he gosh. wanted to try to head that off the oh, day gosh. after the election he announced he was running in 2024 it's like dude come on chill out that's so disrespectful to the voters, too. Oh, just voted so for it. It's like, come on, man. Well, Goodness don't, gracious. Don't get caught taking your family on vacation with campaign money. That would help, too. <laughs> man. Like, look, it, when, look, I don't know how much... You, you probably agree with this on, on a very small level. You're nowhere near as radical as me. But it's like Republicans getting caught doing stuff is just hilarious to me in the year of our Lord 2023. Because it's like... You you understand what country we're living in right now. Like you understand that Republicans are held to an infinitely higher standard, legally, morally, and otherwise than Democrats. Like you yeah. know the you you understand that ninety nine percent of the press will cover for Democrats and attack Republicans. You understand that the FBI will go after Republicans and not Democrats. And you're still so stupid, you have to take your family on vacation with campaign money. You still have to brag to your golf buddies about classified. It's like, guys, you are a target. Yes, it's not fair. Like, But look around, man. Like, you can't be, like, yeah, but Democrats are telling you how corrupt. The deep state is telling you how corrupt they are. And then you're surprised. Like, you're, you're surprised you know, at the like, corruption. Like, come on. But they are, you know what, you, you, this, we're joking about it, of course, you're laughing and I'm joking about it, but it's, it's a, we don't want any corruption whatsoever, but there is some because we're adults. You bring up something really important, though. I don't think they do because so many, especially in the post-Trump era we're in now, with the way conservative media and social media and conservative commentary media is set up, they don't because a lot of them never deal with the media anymore. Yeah. Until they get into a general election because they're all, oh, I just get into this fundraising network or this, you know, let, let's be honest. These programs all have back channels. The same person gets on all the same podcasts and the same radio shows and the same. They never deal. It's just that evil mainstream media. That's all they ever hear. They never actually deal with it. And then when they deal with it, they get steamrolled because they've never dealt with it. Yeah. And then the people that you're going to find that's going to have national success are the ones that can do both. But a lot of these candidates in the post-Trump area, they think they can do it just through conservative media, 
and they, I don't know if they forget or they get conditioned, they forget there's this whole, they forget that NPR has 30 million listeners. Yeah. You know, they forget that there's this whole other world out here that's never listened to conservative talk radio and has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and there, there's, there's a difference. I, people like I, that and they just condition them. I think they forget and don't understand that there's this whole adversarial system that's going to chew you up. And then that's why they end up looking so stupid in general elections a lot of the times. They didn't prepare. It's mind-boggling, but it it keeps yeah. happening over that, and over again. That's every Democrat in every general election debate, you know. But um, well, they think they're Trump, where they can get out there and just say crazy stuff and get away with. Like, no, Trump got away yeah. with it one time, and it's not working yes. anymore. And then he's but they yeah, think they can do it, and they can't. Yeah, I mean Trump. Yeah, it, it worked in twenty sixteen, not eighteen twenty or twenty two. And but, they still uh, don't understand why, though. It benefited the media for Trump to be that. They made yeah. more—he's the greatest thing that ever happened to cable news was Donald oh, Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was for their benefit. You doing it, you know, Molly Malarkey from Motorboat, Minnesota, they don't need you to do that. That doesn't help them, and they're going to crush you. Like, yeah. they just can't figure out those two different things. I mean, there, there's—I mean, right-wing candidates should avoid, you know, the view. Don't go on the view. Don't go on some of these, like Don Lemon, I guess he got fired, but people like that. Like some of the CNN, just like propagandist shows, like, yeah, you can avoid that stuff. But, but you but can yeah. if you're going to win a national election. you got to go in there and show you can stand up. And no, no, you, you can avoid CNN and The View. And like the, the ridiculous well, the View, you could avoid hats. CNN. CNN's kind of a mess right they now. It's probably not 500, the best you're going to have to do somebody. They're pulling 500,000 in prime. Well, <laughs> You have to do NPR. They're, they're you got to do today. ABC. You got to do that C stuff. CNN's one of those. Uh, CNN's such a feeder to a bunch of other stuff. Even if their ratings are bad, you 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 get into a lot of other areas through a CNN. Although they're in danger of losing that because it's such a dumpster fire right now. But yeah, like the networks, the View you should stay off of. Although I thought Tim Scott did okay. All he did as good as you could possibly do, probably. But it's it's one of those. If you're going to win that national election, you better be able to go on. NPR is not a great example, but people just don't understand how big NPR is. That's the largest news audience in America is NPR. People don't yeah. realize, especially people on the right because they don't think about it. It's way bigger than anybody else. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. So, people, yeah, if you're going to win the national election, you're going to have to be able to at least talk to those folks and not, not look bad on it. Republicans have always said, you know, back before they fired like Tucker Carlson and all those guys, or maybe even back in like the Bill O'Reilly days, they're like, look how popular Fox News is. They get you know, six, seven million in prime time. And it's like, yeah, man, like the left has every other station. And if you add those all up, you're talking about like 75 million. Yeah. So it's like 81 it's not, million voters. How's your yeah. 8 million? Let's take the high end of Fox, which is not that high anymore. Now they're around four or 5 million pretty consistently. Less. You, three, know, yeah. you, you got 81 million voters for Joe Biden. And I bet you very few of them have ever watched Fox News. Yeah. Yep. Like you just, it's, you got to keep, this is why perspective is so important in politics. You can get in your own little rabbit hole now and you don't realize how the rest of the world works. Yeah. Andrew, my brother. Looking at you, Donald Trump. Yep. My brother, thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again Anytime, soon. Where, brother. Love where can everybody follow you? Check out your show, read your stuff, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Four for the fire on the Twitter, uh, ordinary-times.com is where I write. Also run a local column for West Virginia media. Going to be doing a lot more of that. I got my own podcast. that's on hiatus because I got to go have some surgery. But there's a year, 400-some episodes back channel. Uh, Heard Tell Show, go check that out. Always love talking to you, buddy. Let's do football soon instead of this hot mess we got going on now. Absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. Everybody follow Andrew. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Uh -huh.